to The Intentional Bride, a space created to nurture your heart in God's love. Let's get intentional. Welcome to another episode of The Intentional Bride. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yet another week, another week of love and just sharing on God's goodness. What do you know about going from religion to relationship? Cassandra Philogene, my guest today, is born and raised in a Christian home. She attended church. She did it all. But one beautiful day, God said to her, you don't know me. You know about me, but you don't know me. Cassandra then went on on a seven-year journey of digging into scripture and discovering a God of relationship. She fell in love and this is her story. She's the author of the book, The Power of Gospel in Your Relationships, where she explores this reality of relational integrity. She also runs a weekly in-depth Bible study called Enoch 365, which you can find on YouTube, as well as you can also find her book on Amazon.com. So let's dive in. I'm excited. Welcome to my podcast, Cassandra. Thank you so much for having me, Nani. Awesome. So tell us about yourself. I am the eldest of three children and the only girl. And um, I grew up in a Christian home, but uh, I knew all the things having to do with religion, but I wasn't really impressed with relationships. Right. Um, And so I kept almost like a, a checklist of, yes, I'm doing everything good and everything right. And comparing myself to other people a lot to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm better than them because I know the Bible and I'm keeping the rules. Um, and it really wasn't until I was confronted with the spirit of God and God was like, you don't know me. And I was like, of course, I know you. Ask me anything in the Bible. I can show you where it is. Ask me about prophecy. Let's talk about it. Um, and the voice was saying, you know about me, but you don't know me. And that took me on a journey that took me seven years to read through the Bible, because like your podcast, The Intentional Bride, I was intentional and purposeful as I was reading through it, no longer looking at the Bible as a proof text to prove, Mm -hmm. yes, what I believe is right. But it was now looking at it and using a relational lens of seeing God, of who he really is. Because the reality is we can't explain what God is. It's beyond our comprehension. Mm-hmm. But understanding who he is, um, he did that for us. He sent his son to show us um, the father. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. And so learning to fall in love with God um, was a very interesting journey that I will forever bless his name for. And so now when mm-hmm. I see people, I try to see them through the through the lens of relationship. This is an individual that whether or not they bother me or annoy me, that God died for, that God mm-hmm. finds to be irresistible, that God loves. And so if he loves them and I love him, then I should love them as well. Um, and so I guess that's kind of a nutshell where I am now is on this journey to intentionality and purposefulness when it comes to relationships and the gospel. 
Wow, that is so deep. I like how you highlight how you transitioned from religion to relationship and how that's taken you seven years. And yes. it took you into a journey into reading the Bible, I imagine, back to back. So yes. what, what happened? Why was it different from before? Well, before, honestly, like, you know, I was like, oh, read the Bible in a year. And I'm like, yeah, I read the Bible before and yeah. I read through it. But I wasn't reading the Bible for what it was so the bible really is a narrative the bible is a story people like to separate it and say oh i'm a new testament christian but that doesn't make sense right Mm -hmm. because the new testament just exemplifies um what the old testament is about it's in the old testament that you hear god say i have loved you with an everlasting love right with loving kindness have i drawn thee right i've bore you on eagle's wings i mean those beautiful love languages are found in the old testament it is in the story of genesis where we see that even though adam and eve had sinned and they were running from god right Mm -hmm. the only one who could help them was god but because of sin their mind was completely turned around And instead of going to the person who could help them, they ran from him. And then he went to them. And that's the whole Bible. God is always coming to us. Jesus came. He came to us. When in Isaiah chapter 7, when they say, you will call him Emmanuel, meaning God with us, right? And then in Matthew chapter 1, it says that, you know, he will be called Jesus because he will save his people from his sins. He will be Emmanuel, God with us. And then you read all the way in the end of the Bible, in the book of Revelation, um, chapter 21, where it says that God is with us. And so over and over again, this story of God wanting to be with us is seen throughout the whole Bible. And this was the first time. And I know it took me seven years Mm. to actually purposefully read the Bible to see what God was trying to tell me. He was like, look, I'm a God of relationship. I'm a God of love because 1 John 4, 8 tells us that God is love and love is always giving. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave. And so for the first time, I was able to open the Bible and from the very first sentence, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. When I was able to take a look at the Bible in the Hebrew context and the language, it says in the beginning, Elohim. And Elohim is a plurality for God. But if we follow the Bible narrative and it says that God is love, then basically it says in the beginning, the family of love created. And it just changed my perspective. That's amazing. I've never looked at it like that. I've always known him because I got saved when I was very young. So he introduced himself to me as a God of relationship from then because I was looking for a God that would be my friend and would not let me down. I was just that simple, childlike faith. I was just like, I'm tired of my friends. I just want someone who will be constant with me throughout. And he has been that. So I haven't ever looked at it from the position of his word and how he's built that through the narratives that's been told from Genesis until the end. And how what you're saying is right, that relationship is all that he's after with us. It's all he wants. It's all he desires. And it's he thirsts completely for this with us. So that is so true. And for the listener who's like, wow, 
how how did you you know how did you come to that place of just opening your heart from you know because i know a lot of people struggle with religion and that transition that's where the issue is what would you say mm-hmm. to that person like how would you tell them step out of the ticking i went to church i did and i did and i paid my tithes and i did how would you walk them out of that and say come and meet this god who loves you so much well it's interesting that you say that so in matthew chapter 7 um after Jesus is doing the Beatitudes, you know, it's chapters five, six, and seven uh, when he's doing his Sermon on the Mount. But it's interesting that thing he says, he says that there are a bunch of people who are going to say, Lord, Lord, you know, Mm -hmm. I did all these things in your name. And then he says, get away from me. I don't know you. And you're like, what? These people who are saying, I did all these things, your name, I went to church, you know, I I returned tithe, I did all these things. He says that you cannot spend eternity with me because we don't have a relationship. I don't know you. And that's what God was telling me. He was like, yes, you've done all these things and you've been in church your whole life, but you haven't been with me. And so The Greek word for know there is the word genosko, which means having an intimate relationship with someone that produces something, right? And so that concept of knowing God and him knowing us is a theme throughout the Bible. In Genesis chapter four, where it says Adam knew his wife, right? And she conceived. That Hebrew word is the word yada, Y-A-D-A. And when God says, I will put my word in their hearts and they will know me, he uses the exact same word. Mm -hmm. And so God is desiring to know us intimately. Are rules important? Of course. Are his commandments um, unchangeable and important? Yes, because God said, though, in John chapter 14, verse 15, he says, if you love me, keep my commandments, right? Mm -hmm. So there are people who are keeping God's commandments. There are people who are going to church and worshiping, but they don't love him. Mm -hmm. And without having that connection of loving him, that bridge of relationship, he says in Matthew chapter seven, at the end, it doesn't matter how many times you went to church. It doesn't matter you know, how many times you, you know, you, you gave tithe and your offering. The question at the very end is, did you know me? And did I know you? Wow. And so to the listener who's listening to you and they're like, that's all nice. But how do I know? How do I know that I've actually switched? I'm intentional. I want relationship. How do I know that something has shifted for me just doing what I need to do to now I'm in relationship with him? So the, the biggest thing, I mean, that's an excellent question. Yeah. The biggest thing really has to do with our motives. Mm. So when you want to get up and you want to do something, when you fall in love with somebody, you're yeah. really excited to spend time with them, right? Mm. And so this is an individual that you care about. When they call you, you can't wait to answer the phone. When you're Um, going to spend time with them, your heart beats a little faster, your hands get a little sweaty, right? Um, And you because you cannot wait to be in their presence. And so the same thing actually happens with God. Are we intentional when we 
are spending time with him? Is it, mm-hmm. oh, I just get up in the morning and I spend five or 10 minutes, if even prayer and devotional, and I go through the rest of my day, I don't think about him. I don't communicate with him. And so when you begin to see the switch in your life, it is gradually, it's not, you snap your fingers and it happens. It's just mm-hmm. like a relationship. The things that you need, I, there are three things I say you need for a relationship to last. You yeah. need time, you need communication, mm-hmm. and you need vulnerability. Time, meaning you need to set aside dedicated time between you and God, right? You are not mm-hmm. going to have a successful relationship with somebody if you don't spend time with them, if you're not going on dates, if you're not purposeful in spending time with them. Second, communication. If I like someone and they like me, but we don't communicate with each other. We will never grow. Our relationship will go nowhere. Mm -hmm. And so in spending time with God, he communicates with us primarily through his word, through the Bible, right? So having no distractions, no cell phone, no internet, and just you and God in a quiet space, reading his word. And then the third thing is being vulnerable. So Mm -hmm. A lot of times we like to be in relationships, but it's not three to six months later that we begin to show our true selves, right? And then the person's like, oh, this is not the person I fell in love with, right? And so, right, because we want to be amazing and awesome for that person, but we're not really ourselves. But God says, I know everything about you, right? In Jeremiah chapter one, he says, before you were were born, before you were formed in the womb, I called you, right? So God knows everything about you. So God's like, be honest with me and yourself. If you're struggling with a sin, right? Don't hide it from me because I already know about it and I love you. Let's talk about it. Mm. One of the things I struggled with was being genuine with people. I would like individuals, but did I really love them, Mm. right? It was like, I tolerated people. And God was like, listen to me in my kingdom will be an unnumerable amount of individuals. You can't be spending eternity and just tolerating with them. (laughs) And And so that was something I had to work on. And as I began to fall in love with him, spending time with him, communicating in his word, then my heart began to open. I became more vulnerable with him. And the closer I spend with him, I realized, God, I'm, I'm sinful. And even though, yes, I've been in church my whole life, I know the rules. I'm not keeping them because I love you. I'm keeping them because I want to go to heaven and I don't want to go to hell. And that was something I had to be honest with. And God was like, if we don't have a relationship, you're not going to be with me anyways. And so it was that time spending with him. It was a communication and it was a vulnerability of being honest with God of how I really felt. There were some times when my mother has skin cancer. And so mm-hmm. I was so angry that I was like, you know, she's an evangelist and she's preaching your gospel and you're going to let her have cancer. Mm-hmm. But being open and vulnerable with God, he was able to show me his word and I was able to find healing from my heart and be able to share um, his love with others. So it's a process. It's a journey, right? It's an eternity. When you find someone that you love and you care about you don't care what time it is. You want to keep spending time with them. And so it's Mm -hmm. interesting because in John chapter 17, verse three, Jesus says that 
if you know me and my father, if you have a relationship with us, you already have eternal life. Mm. Because for God, eternal life is not living forever. It's every moment spending with the individual that you love. Time is no longer an essence. And so that's what I would tell that individual that's like, hey, I don't know where I am in my journey. You know what? That's the whole point. It's a journey. And mm. Proverbs, the book of Proverbs says, the righteous man falls seven times, meaning you get up, you, you fall down and God helps you back up. It's a process. You'll never going to be like, oh, I'm perfect. It's not possible. But God says that he can perfect you through his love. Mm. Oh, wow. That is so, I really like what you said about time, vulnerability and communication. And it's a yeah. process. It really is a process. And so many things will happen to you. Things happen. And I like how, thank you for sharing about your mom. It's not that bad things don't happen, but it's about this relationship you have with this God who will never leave your side through whatever season. And the beauty that comes out of that, it's amazing. Honestly, if, if they could only just experience it for even two seconds, life yeah. is I don't know how people exist without him. He's absolutely, absolutely necessary for, no, for completely Like yeah. I say that all the time. I'm like, I don't know how people yeah. make it through the day without, exactly. without God. Like, I'm just like, I, I don't know how they do. I don't know how they I do don't, it. Cause you know, like it's, it's relationship. He's your friend. He's your lover. He's your brother. He's everything in one. And you can be yourself. Yes. I like how you emphasize that you can be yourself. So when you're having a bad day, he knows and he understands and he guides you through it. And it's, it's, yes. it's just how faithful he is. And that's just what's most mind blowing about this relationship that he seeks with us as imperfect and as incomplete as we are. So I know you went ahead and you put this in a book. You or completely blown away by it and you you authored a book on the same why don't you tell the listener about it i would love to thank you yes so the book is actually called the power of the gospel in your relationships and yes. so it is a combination of my journey of going through it's like a bible study that we get to have almost like this conversation that we're having yeah. but it's just written down and so it pretty much discusses, um, it's separated in three parts. The first part is the the, the heaviest part or the, the, the most chapters. And it talks about families, right? Mm -hmm. And the family foundation is the marriage. But when you take a look at our world, 50% um, of marriages end up in divorce. Mm -hmm. And the reality is the church is has the same figures. So there's a problem there, right? Mm -hmm. And if I'm from the world, why would I listen to what you have to say in the church if your problems are the same as mine and you don't have a solution? Mm. Um, and so we talk about the realities and the different roles between husbands and wives. We talk about the effect that um, pregnant women have on their children because of their emotions. Um, mm. We I discuss the different relationships between um, the family members. And so that's the first part. And then the second part has to do with fat, with friends and enemies. And sometimes we'll be in relationships with individuals that abuse us and take advantage of us. Mm -hmm. And because people are saying, oh, you're a Christian, you have to take it. But the Bible shows us that's not true. And so yeah. there's a part yeah. where I explain how you can 
faithfully walk away from a relationship and still be intact in your relationship with God. Um, and then there's a bonus part, which is just one chapter at the end. And it just talks about um, the body of, of Christ, which is the church and talks about how much work we need to do in order to be a healthy body of Christ. Cause Ephesians tells us that Christ is the head of the church, right? So if Christ is the head and we are the body, we have some work to do. And so that's the pretty much the book in a, in a nutshell, it really discusses relationships and different aspects of your life. That's so, 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 so powerful. So um, where can they get your book from? Yes, my book's actually available on Amazon. Um, yeah. It's available on Amazon worldwide. So if you just type in the power of the gospel mm. um, in your relationship, um, it'll pop up and it's a, it's available um, now. We have the e-version um, yeah. which act, and the paperback. So Awesome. So to the listener, make sure you get her book because I like how you also, you know, integrate that into relationships here on earth as well and how I'm assuming how the two connect to some extent. So that's good. Oh, definitely. And what final words would you leave our lovely listeners with? I would leave you that you were created for his glory, according to Isaiah 43, 7, and you were made to live in relational integrity. God created you in his image so you could experience unconditional love and you to give unconditional love in return. For you to be fully known and fully loved is the desire of every human being. But because of sin, um, and the, the problems of this world, too many of us are too scared to really love. Um, but God is there with open arms and he is ready to show you things that will blow your mind because he desires that you will have a full and wonderful life. Yeah, that is, that's beautiful. Thank you for that. I would like for you to say a prayer over those listening just because this i imagine is your first time i hope speaking to an, an african podcaster and i'd like for you to say a prayer over my listeners as well so that you know the the amount of wisdom that flows from you is not ordinary and i'm not just saying this to to toot your horn or anything like i hear god and i hear him clearly in you cassandra and make you continue to do his will and his work and continue to shine for him but would you just say a prayer for them nani i would be honored thank you so much our father we come to you today because you asked us to come and approach your throne of grace and because we are covered with the blood of the lamb we know that you will listen to everything that we are saying not because of who we are but because of whose we are Father, we belong to you. You first created us and then you redeemed us by the sacrifice of your son. And so this prayer is a prayer of blessing over all the listeners. Father, they are your children and you love them with an everlasting love. So Father, make yourself known to them. Fill them with your presence and your glory let them know that they were created to bring you glory and that you desire that they will have a life filled with love, 
with joy, with compassion, because your son said, I come that you might have life and that you might have it abundantly. And we know that the enemy is there like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Mm. And he that is within us is more than he that is within the world. And Father, we claim your promises, which you told us in your word are yes and amen in Jesus. So I ask that you will be with Nani, that you will be with her broadcast, that you will be with those who are listening and that they will experience a joy and a peace that passes understanding because the God of the universe knows them by name. We ask all these in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in and I hope you can make this space a home for your heart.